Hi, and welcome to Telepathic TV. This is television that you watch with your third eye, and I'm our Neville Johnston. And I'm Mary Phelan, and our program is about raising our consciousness. And tonight we're going to talk about the idea of seeing past or seeing through our personal delusions, the dramas and the delusions and the illusions that we live in, to see a greater reality. And at my end today has quite a bit. It's not the delusion. And it's not even the illusion, it's an absolute truth. It's mm -hmm. universal. And it's certainly uh, timed with our particular solar system. Nonetheless, it's a superior calendar. Anyway, today is a five, a how day. Five is a take command, and mm -hmm. a how is universal fire or enlightenment. So today is taking command of your own enlightenment. I empower in order to enlighten commanding life. I see the matrix of universal fire with the overtone of radiance. I am guided by the power of elegance. Isn't that an interesting mm -hmm. thing to say, even to say that? I'm guided by elegance. Put that down. I'm guided by elegance. I'm well, elegant. okay. Yeah. <laughs> what can I say? Oh, I've got to go then. You know, that sort of thing. Well, yeah, well seeing through the delusion. Yeah, um, I, f I feel that we really do live, um, rather than calling this uh, seeing past the illusion, which we've done shows on that before. And we talk about the maya or this illusion that all things are consistent and that are in linear fashion and that all follow these same principles that, that look to be solid reality. But we're talking more tonight about the, de de um, the delusion. And what yeah. I mean by that is the stories and the dramas that we create our life in, in our life or that we create around us. And so often we see all of reality only from our point of view, as if we are the central being or the central sun or the central consciousness to this reality. But we're not. We are not the only one. It's made up of a lot of different things. And ultimately, everything is a delusion. It doesn't have to be something that we perceive of as a negative or a bad thing. It's all a delusion, meaning it's a self-talk, non-true reality that we well, place around ourselves. And so by getting, getting out of that, we expand our consciousness, and that's really what's meant by ascension, and rising well, above it. Well, the delusion <coughs> on Earth is particularly thick around our physical body. Mm -hmm. It can be so thick that a person just doesn't have it to be able to see that there's anything greater. They cannot see God, they cannot see spirit guides, they cannot see that there's anything beyond what can be measured. They cannot see that there's anything past the analysis that the human brain can do. Yes, If very we can't good. find it in the microscope, then you're deluded. And how pleasantly they use this word, those of us who have not yet overcome the delusion, use deluded as, and coming from a person like that, it's comical, it really is, mm. uh, truly so. And uh, never allow the actions of an ignorant person to affect you is a, a statement of words, paraphrase statement from a book called Initiation. But it, it assists us in this process of overcoming this world that we live in, surrounded by the deluded ones amongst us. The makeup industry is like, what, $25 billion mm -hmm. annually? And that is because the no, we are taught not to be satisfied with the way in which we look. That is male or female these days. It used to only be women, but now it's, 
I don't like the way I look. Come on, dude. No, I really don't. <laughs> you know. Well, I think. Geez. No, I, I think you're exactly right. And yeah. Rather than um, I, something just occurred to me. I thought I would mention it to join into what we're saying. Is the idea of the ego? We've talked about that on past shows, and I feel like often people approach this concept of ego as if it is an enemy that we have to war against and eventually overcome. And we all know what we resist persists until you love it. Yeah. We've said that for hundreds of years on the show. And so the ego is not going to cooperate, so to speak, if we fight it and battle it as if it were a separate entity. But rather to see the things that we call ego as a delusion is a much better way because then we're not owning it as a part of us, we're owning it as a perception. Does that make sense? Yeah, very So instead of it being the ego consciousness, it's really a delusion. Yeah, well the I, using the I, not that we don't use I, uh, but saying I is the delusion itself because it's not really I. I is to say I am my body. We're not so much our body. I mean, I'm, I'm well, I saying am. the body is a correct answer, and I am that I am is the phrase there. Uh, but this idea of being so oriented in the ego, so oriented in the I, so rigid about it, absolutely refusing to acknowledge that there's anything more is what is leading us down the uh, industrial farm rather than garden path, um, you know, towards what is less than what it, uh, being led towards being less than we are. But the irony is that there's absolutely nothing that you can do that will make you greater than you already are. Because we are already God, we are already higher self, we are already uh, a divine being that has agreed to fall asleep down here in the industrial farm path, on the industrial farm path, in order to gain, well, in order to gain the ability to wake up. And then once we wake up, the single job that there is, is to assist others to wake up. But you have to wake you up before you can wake anybody else up. Otherwise, you're just doing the I ego thing. And there's just way too much of that in the New Age world where all of these people well, are. I feel like the world has really gotten to this place where people are, uh, a common delusion that people <laughs> fall into is this idea that we have to be the best at something or that we have to get attention. And it's almost like um, too many t people teaching, not enough people learning yeah, kind of thing. Yeah. And I mean, we all fall into that, that we have to be the one that is the best one, the one that is saying the most brilliant things, the one that is producing the most at work, the one that's the best mother that goes and does the most activities. And we're, we have this delusion that our value is in this externalized thing, and it is uh, given to us or bestowed upon us by other people, by a select group of people that seem to be significant or their opinions seem to be significant to us. And what it does is it precludes us from really going on our own journey and having our own experience. And so yeah. everybody falls into this delusion that we have to be the one that is writing the next great symphony or discovering the cure for something or that we're not valuable. And that's, that's as I say, this is taking us away from point, taking us towards um, greater obscurity rather than the other way around. 
Well, I'd like to said, get, so get, get back to what you were saying before we go too far away from which that was? about the physical body, that so oh. much of the delusion is about uh, physical body oriented, like our instincts, these, these things that come up, um, like it's all about sexuality or it's all about Looks. who can make the most money or who can look the best. Yeah. And or we get into this attractive. delusionary world and, yeah. and we're not experiencing. Well, we've done many shows on deglamorizing. Yep. Uh, the point being that uh, this delusion so blinds us that say you meet the one that is for you and um, you don't know that because you're too busily looking at the delusions. So you don't see the 10,000 lifetimes the two of you have lived together and now this lifetime is the one where, well, the magic actually does continue. Okay, you don't see any of that because uh, they weren't tall enough, didn't like the hairstyle, didn't care for where they went to school. The one that loves me would never drive a car like that. You know, so, you know, so yes. this body stuff, and the body's even more treacherous than that. We have this uh, grand idea of our lineage, mm -hmm. which is another whole thing that is uh, separating us from who we are. The, you know, a spirit, spirits don't, cont don't they could, don't necessarily, you are not necessarily your great-grandfather. You are not necessarily in your family line. You may have joined another family line of a different race, a different gender, a different, every other possible thing you could Absolutely. get different. And more or less do this in order to have a full range of experience rather than uh, the limited experience. If we were all reincarnating in the same family line, we would get nowhere rapidly because if you came from a powerful family line and you kept incarnating there, you would have the idea that that was the only experience there is available. And then when they, they began tracing the um, uh, older people, way older people, ancient people, and how the migration patterns spread out and all that, there's, and the DNA and all the rest of that, that's still in that idea of the belief of your lineage rather than belief of your spirit. Because while all of that's true, and I'm not arguing with any of it, I'm just saying that's keeping us from you know, because I don't know who I'll, I really don't know well, who I'll be in my next lifetime. Rockstar, thank you, no. Uh, well, I, I, as you know, I have a different opinion oh, than yeah, that yeah, because yeah. I'm the one that does all that research that you're but talking about. But that's very valid, I'm not but saying it isn't. I find that that actually, and I see what you're saying, not to get caught up in genetics, but I also see that it, it's a larger picture mm -hmm. when, when you see larger that. I remember as good. a child, I asked my mother, where I came from. I just felt like I was dropped on the planet Earth and I didn't really know when I began or when I got here, but yet I knew I was here. Um, and I had other memories along the way, but to me, understanding family is like the first concentric ring out. Mm -hmm. And then you go farther because we all pick the times we're born in, the people we're born into, meaning the family or the tribe, our biology, and the location that we're born. I even have done a tarot spread that gets into a lot of this. Oh, yeah. And, and, and there are specific reasons. For instance, if both you and I had been born as these exact people with our exact family, but born in 1920, we would be completely different people now. So a lot of clues can be gained from where you are, who you came into. Mm -hmm. And then once you get true, those clues, true. And it connects you to everybody. Ultimately, True. if you go back to the original Adam and Eve, yeah. it shows us that we're not really different. 
we're all just brothers and sisters. One family on earth, period. It's ridiculous. Skin to... tone is, is not even noticeable in our DNA. It's not even noticeable. The little things that we beat each other up and kill each other for aren't even noticeable. They're not even a real reality in our physical DNA. Yeah. Why would they be in our mind? Well, the, when a planet gets to the point, and I've said this before on the show, but to cap it very succinctly, when someone on a developing planet makes a decision that's based on love instead of survival, it turns that planet into a knell. It turns it into a broadcasting unit, and teachers are sent to that planet because the planet has reached mass enough to get the attention of the universe to get you know, sovereign beings to come and begin to teach us. And the first thing they do is break the group up into races, and that is to do away with intolerance, which, yeah, okay, which seems like, doesn't that create intolerance? Actually, it does in the beginning, but if we look very carefully at what's going on, in the world, we are all blending into one race again. We have been for a long time now. And um, the United States, because we agreed to welcome everyone to our shores, is becoming a major melting oh, pot yes, it's of, of as a matter all the races together. As yeah. a matter of fact, the DNA projects could never happen in five years from now. They just won't be able to happen because yeah. a lot of that is based on uh, groups of people that have been somewhere for generations and that's how we find the migration mm -hmm. patterns. Mm -hmm. Now it's getting close to impossible because yeah. within a day you can be anywhere in the world. I, I did wish to say something about intolerance. Sure. Ah. Um, that intolerance really, uh, I, I, uh, you know, introducing, and I believe that was from the Urantia book about the different yes. uh, bringing it races here to um, foster intolerance. I may be incorrect. You can correct no, me. No, that is it. true. Um, Urantia teaching. Uh, but I feel that intolerance really is always an inside job because yeah. you can go to groups of people that look identical. They have all the same features, the same eyes, but then it'll be something slightly different. Like, like one, like your second toe being longer than your first toe or It'll be um, somebody that likes marshmallows instead of mustard. Those. We will create some kind of thing to be intolerant of. Yeah. Until we stop being intolerant of ourselves. And mm -hmm. that's what the second coming to me is really about. It's not say it, the, the child consciousness of here are your rules, clean your room, do this. Yeah. And then it's saying, no, I, I don't have to give you any rules anymore because loving others as you would love yourself brings you those rules. Mm -hmm. But then it turned out that we're not loving ourselves very well because look what we do to each other. The more we love ourselves, the more we're gonna love each other. Intolerance is an inside job. So let's wage a campaign of love rather mm -hmm. than a war on in personal internal intolerance. If we all did that, just think what a magical place this would be. Yeah, and the, if we just did away with this borders thing is another piece of nonsense that everybody's just investing in mm -hmm. more and more. You can get 100,000 pieces of tech to set your, let's say, apartment. You know, you can have 15 cameras in every room that you can hook to your iPhone. So if you're like on the bus someplace and the little thing goes chirp, you can see who's in your apartment. You know, we're, we're just, uh, it's an interesting direction to go in, but we're getting a little well, we're beside the point here. You were using external technology to become telepathic. Yeah. I think and psychic and and seeing all seeing and technology already always precedes it happening internally too or coincides it's going to have time. to come back because all of these 
Otherwise, you won't be able to make a move without your electronics. What are you going to do? I don't know. I'll just hit the random thing. Oh, according to this, I'm on my way to, you know, and people will believe that and do it. Mm. You know, as soon as there's an app for what you're going to do next, think, oh, I'm going to hit for another app. Oh, I'm going to stay, you know, and that's it. Brain gone. Say bye-bye. Well, speaking of that, I, uh. I feel that another common delusion that we live under is fear. And a lot of people of say, well, what do you mean by a delusion? Well, phobias are a delusion. I think we could all say that. If someone has a phobia of a fork and they can't go near the fork without having a lot of anxiety, everybody says, well, that's obviously not a true situation. The fork is an inanimate object. You have power to pick it up or not pick it up. You have power over that fork. Why are you so afraid? And so we can identify these things that, that we can judge about another person and their delusions. But I would really suggest that we all live under delusions, and they're not bad or good. They simply are. We've created these stories in order to experiment and to learn within, so they're not bad either. They're not, they're not wrong. But choice really comes into bear here. Whether we choose to live in that delusion and act out in that delusion and learn and get, gain what we can do, going in there as a powerful creator, or do we come in with such a level of forgetfulness that we let it beat us around like a, a feather on top of the ocean being whip, whipped around? And it, it really is a choice. Love your delusion, understand your delusion, and then become the master of your delusion and use it for your own growth. Yeah, it always works that way. And another thing we can do, each of us individually, that would overcome our proclivity for delusion. Nice car, hey, totally. Could we go, you know, uh, this, this, I, you can just be swept away like that. You know, oh, gotta have a pizza. You know, whatever it is, you just, uh, uh, it, uh, What we can do is meditate. This is what we can do. And in meditation, we gain character, we gain principle, we gain integrity. And so less are we so easily uh, enlisted by the delusion. And uh, this constant bombardment of media information on us as a race, and that's really the love the internet and also, you know, here's 15,000 things you're concerned about, quote unquote, and that's what greets you as soon as you open the, uh, open the thing just to find out if you got an email. Oh my God, the what? You know, and wait a minute, this is not real. It's happening well, in BitDrive. Yeah. You know, we were talking about attention, like having to get attention from other people mm -hmm. or our, where our attention is placed. We really do. I think if we could just work on these community delusions, like one of them being that we have to have people ha paying attention to us all the time, it's exhausting. Hey, I know to me. Neville had told, shared with me a while back that he did. He read has read a lot of poems over the years, even for senators and congressmen and famous people. And he noticed that in the Washington D.C. area, there are a lot of Yang lines, which means talkers, attention getters, the the alpha people, Who don't listen and very at all. few people that actually have the line of a listener, someone mm -hmm. to listen. It is becoming a lost art around here to Listening. listen. And I tell you, I do devote much of my time in listening, regardless of what it may look like. Um, when we're on the show, but I really do listen to people when they talk to me. 
and that enables me to really hear what they're saying, and I find that very rewarding, but people are just not willing to listen. Speaking of we listening, have we have a call. Oh, yeah. Hi, caller. What's your name, please? My name is Nancy. Nancy, what can we do for you? Hey. Well, I was just calling in to say, Mary, you are fabulous. I am a foster parent from Fairfax County. Thank you. And I... Oh, you are fabulous if you're a foster parent. Wow. Yes. Well, I pulled 10 years being a foster parent, and um, I never called anybody and said, don't send me the white ones, the Muslims, the mixed children, and the discarded children. But, and that's what you relate to me, is that all of us need somebody at some point, whether they're children, Absolutely. at some age or adults, no mm -hmm. we all need your guidance. You, you folks are doing a fabulous job. Oh, thank you so thank much. You, yeah. Thank you. Gosh, that was so sweet. That was. Nancy, what can we do for you? Yeah, I think she was sharing that. And thank oh. you for being a foster parent. As you know, yeah. kids are just the deal. I, I, yeah. I just turn into a non-entity, I mean a non-physical form person when I'm around kids. It's just this place of beingness. Yeah. And they can teach us so much. We think we're teaching them, but they can teach us so much. And it's important to give that love because who we, what we get, that love we get when we're children, really does give us that launch pad of what we can do when we're older. We yeah. can always, it's never too late to have a good childhood, but why not have it while we're in their childhood? May as well. So foster parenting is a wonderful I'm, thing. I'm you. still in my childhood. You're in your fifth by now. More like 25th, <laughs> okay. I think, give or take a couple hundred years. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, Nancy, thank you. That was a brilliant call. Please feel free to call in. Yes, um, anytime. And anyone may call in with a question about mm -hmm. uh, anything. And we watch the children. There's a certain point at which they start to incorporate this belief system we've been talking about that we've been calling the delusion. And that's the, when, they, when they're upset about what someone said or this or that. Um, as I said earlier, uh, do not allow yourself to be influenced by the actions of ignorant people. And that's because that's the gateway to the delusion. Oh, that's as, very, do you mind saying that again? Well, this do is not the, let yourself be influenced by the ignorance of other people. Actions of Ignorant people. Okay, is actions of ignorant people. From, that is, I'm sorry. Quote sorry. from um, Initiation by oh, okay. Elizabeth Hayek. Okay. Hike. Hike. Yeah. Hike. Hike. One, two, three. Hike. Nice. No, I, I, I didn't want Brilliant to stop book. the flow of that. Yeah. I wanted people to really hear that because it, it, it reminds me very much of when I was writing a lot and I got um, any attack as an invitation to a low frequency game. Yeah. that you do not Same have thing. to accept. Right. And so that's one thing that we think we have to accept. Mm -hmm. I wrote out on Facebook today that hate is a dead-end road going to nowhere. And obviously what you hate, you recreate. And hate is really love, someone seeking love. I, I understand all that. But I was taking that concept and, and turning it into um, like this finite thing, this hate, when really it is so important you want to say something? I'm sorry. Oh, I was, um, it struck me that hate is uh, heart minus an R, so I was yeah. figuring out what the influence of the R was that changed hate to heart. 
and an R is one of those right angle letters that is a, a dimensional portal, ah. blah, blah, blah in the language. And I was probably doing it on my fingers because I was ex I gotcha. exploring the I letters. Gotcha. Yeah. But the idea of what you were just saying, that we don't have to accept this invitation. It's too mm -hmm. easy to fall into someone else's delusion when they're attacking or they're filled with hate to join in with that. And that's called mob, mob mentality, and we've done shows mm -hmm. on that. Oh, yeah. But it's important to know that we can say no to that. So No to your delusion. No delusion for no. you. No delusion for me. Yeah. None of your delusion for me. Yeah, really. Okay, the so delusion you, were, Nazi. you were talking about uh, we have our Hate choice. Our, oh. Yeah, we do. We always, that's the whole point, free will, have you noticed? That means free will is rather dynamic because it means that everything that happens in your life is your choice. Or we don't have free will, make up your mind, oh, so we do have free will. Therefore, everything that happens in your life must be your choice. Logic, yes, okay. And it is. And, and so there's no victims. We've said this so many times. It's a brilliant construct. Um, I got shot, so therefore I was never a victim. I chose to be shot. The guy that shot me chose to have the experience of shooting someone. The guy that made the gun chose to have the experience of making a gun. Uh, all the way around the circle, but there's not a victim in it anywhere. This, we live in the most exquisitely choreographed dynamic of evolution, but we, we've diluted it, or um, diluted, yes, okay. What word are we using for the show again? Uh, delusion. Delusion, yeah. We've diluted it with, the I, with words like victim, uh, accident, mistake, all of these words, and then we live in this life that doesn't seem to be worth living, and go ahead, believe that, get back to me. How's that working out for you? It's my, <laughs> my favorite when the, the delusion mm -hmm. is presented, and how's that working out for you? I think that's one of the most Aikido statements there is on this planet at this time. Yep. Oh, but it's working out just fine. Bang. Why, well, thank you for shooting me. I'll see you next time. In which case, you know, <laughs> I'll still have love for you. This is the way this whole thing works. So our experience down here is when you get to the place where anything that happens, you almost immediately, not necessarily instantly, but almost immediately recognizes having been on your side, then you're evolving. That's, that's the whole principle here. If it doesn't look on your side, then you're not so evolved. And if you think you didn't choose it, you're not so evolved. And I'm not, not, I'm not and obviously the choice, on evolvers. The choice is on some other higher level, someplace where we are up there with the spirit that is in co-creating all things. But, but I, I think one thing that is good to speak of since we're talking about delusions is how strictly we defend our delusions. And remember, anything about your life is really a delusion. It's a story. Mm -hmm. The fact that you're looking around and you see a dresser over there with flowers on it and the TV straight ahead of you or whatever, that even that is an illusion and we delude ourselves into buying into the illusion. And it's not a bad thing. That's why we're here. We came here to look at this reality and trust that this, these are solid objects. We brought with us this beautiful vibrational interpreter that we call a brain that can interpret vibration into thoughts, ideas, words, visions, pictures, colors, and textures, and, thought, and, and ideas. 
And we, we came here for a reason, but to come here as a powerful creator, not stuck, not feeling like a prisoner or enslaved to this delusion or these illusions. It's like saying, yeah. oh, I would love to go to King's Dominion and ride on the, the, roller coaster. the roller coaster. And then all of a sudden we realize, oh, this is the reality. I've got to talk to my shrink because I'm just tired of these ups and downs in life. And, and we get caught up at this idea that this is all there is. This happens a lot at work. We get caught into this delusion that work is all there is and that these people have bought our time and all we have left are the measly little yeah. eight hours after we get off one of those work Before days. Before I have to be back. All that time is still yours. That's the delusion that you've given this time sure. away. Excellent all you're doing is, is selling a certain function. Mm -hmm. Don't let them buy all of you. It's all a state of mind. I remember in The Man's Search for Meaning by Viktor Frankl where he was uh, this Jewish family that had a farm was oh, taken yeah, over yeah, by yeah. the Nazis mm -hmm. and for two years and they took occupation of the house and moved the family out to the barn and turned them into servants and someone asked him after the liberation uh, how he stood that and he said I could have chosen to look at it as me being a prisoner or I could pretend like they were my honored guest and it was my joy to wait on them and to give them my bed and oh, yeah. so it was really this whole state of mind. Are you going to be in command of the illusion, or is the illusion going to be in command of you? And I think that's really the bottom line. Yeah. Well, did we tell the story or not about the astronaut where the equipment started to just bang for no reason, and he couldn't figure it out, and he called home, and they couldn't figure out why it was banging. It had I'm to not, be in orbit for three it. months. And he knew that the, this noise would make him insane. And uh, so he decided that he would hear the grandest symphony instead of the banging noise. And so he spent three months in bliss instead of three months going insane. Of oh, course, that's in like Spain, traffic and sounds like the ocean sometimes too. Yeah, yeah, or whatever that is. And water sounds are always a good way to interpret them. Well, you, you want to know one of the things I do, and this might be um, a good recommendation for people, if there are a lot of noises going on outside or those random, loud, snappy noises that tend to wake you up. Yeah, automatic weapons. Yeah, I focus on the sound of my breath because our attention, mm -hmm. just like right now you're maybe looking at the television, you're not looking at the clock on the wall. It doesn't mean the clock on the wall has gone. It doesn't mean it stopped ticking. It means that you've redirected your attention to here. Well, you can do that with noise outside. I'll place my attention on it and listen to it and and say, okay, I surrender, I'm not resisting you. And then I turn my attention and I listen to my breathing. And then it doesn't matter what kind of loud noise happens. Yeah. I stay focused on my breathing and go to sleep. It's really a profound thing. Well, breath is an incredibly powerful, first of all, it's movement of spirit, which we do not necessarily understand. Every time you inhale, you are pulling your higher self into you. And have you noticed that uh, the only time you can make a pleasure sound is on an exhale. So I've been. Mm, yep, you're right. It's a gasp on the inhale. Yeah. Uh. yeah. Ah. Uh. Always an exhale. So that's, I've been thinking about the exhale for quite some time. That's now. good. <clears throat> yeah. Well, I don't know how long, but I mean, I've been thinking of the exhale because I can clearly understand that the inhale is spirit coming into me. So the exhale is actually a freedom. Okay. Uh, a release, a moment of, um, uh, well, relieving, release, that, that concept. 
so it's a freeing thing. And then I had... Um, well, real quick we, about the breath, you're right about that, because when we aren't in our higher thinking, we usually hold our breath. <laughs> so, continue. Well, I've thought um, many years about many things, part of which has been the idea of conscious breath. And I recognize that the, you die on an exhale. Uh, it is the way that works. In fact, that's how they know you're dead. You don't take the next inhale. Otherwise, you could just be kind of abnormally calm. But after a while, he's not inhaling. Therefore, that's it. So you, you die on the exhale. And then I figured out that, and, or read, um, or both, or some combination happened there, that your spirit that you pull in when you inhale one day you just go, you just keep on going from that exhale, you, and that's conscious death. And I remember Drunvalo saying that he'd incarnated as a Mayan woman and lived 125 years and one day consciously died by deciding to stop breath. And that's oh, 20 years ago I heard that. And I just now got it. She didn't stop the breath. She just followed the breath on out. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, good. that's a very different. So those of you thinking of dying, stop that. Because you have way too well, much to do. You're not I going anywhere. I find it very interesting, and I've witnessed this with my brother and oh, several yeah. other people. At the moment of passing, there is usually like three breaths, and then, and then gone. Like, yeah. You know, the body exhales, but the spirit travels out on that last inhale. Last exhale, yeah. Last inhale. Yeah. Well, breathing Whichever. has something to do with it, yeah. There's definitely the last breath. So the concept of... Well, uh, well we do hold our breath. I, I noticed that when I was in traffic. I'm like... Yeah. Like when I was in the work world uh, of the, the stressful world of getting around the beltway in the morning. Mm -hmm. You know, like a whole halfway around the beltway and then further out, I'd be holding my breath and I mm -hmm. realized and I've done this for many years now and it always makes the traffic move if I stop resisting everything and make sure I take a deep breath right now you may not be breathing take a deep breath right now so often we're not breathing and every time we interrupt that beautiful rhythm of breath it's like a little death it's like they exactly. call the well, shaman's yeah. death the pause between the inhale and the pause between the exhale Mm -hmm. that that is the shaman's death because it's the place where we are not engaged and, and it's in a way a death mm -hmm. and um, which can be used for a lot of things but it's really important not to have that pause of non-breathing it really does get disconnect you from things so you're speaking the truth about about all that for sure yeah yeah it's a very interesting concept so the delusion is we have to hold our breath we have to die when we're stressed out mm -hmm. is in, in effect what holding our breath means yeah, I remember watching uh, some movie about uh, Fight Club, not that movie. Uh, but the coach who was such a great coach, everyone wanted him to coach them, uh, said, if you will please pay attention, the fighter that loses is the one that runs out of breath. So you discipline yourself that every time you throw a punch, you take a breath. Even if it's that rapid where you're doing you know, 10 punches in a very short period of time, mm. you still breathe with each punch and you won't find yourself in a deficit. And that's what happens if there's something on the computer, we just hold our breath waiting, and that's the expression, don't hold your breath, which is what sarcasm mm -hmm. I can never tell anymore, I used to. Mm -hmm. But you know, right, so that uh, 
that concept mm. has come into the language, but subliminally, we don't understand there, uh, any, anything that gets passed around amongst us, like don't hold your breath, that expression, has a universal truth in it. Mm -hmm. oh. okay. And we have our next caller. Hi, caller, what's your name? Hello, sir, Minakshi. Minakshi, what can we do for you? Hi. Um, Minakshi. Um, Minakshi, yeah. Hmm? Uh, I'm from India and... Ah. Uh, Welcome. Yeah, the family I belong from, uh, they're into Kriya Yoga. And uh -huh. um, um, a few saints in the past, the yogis, they're into Kriya Yoga. Yeah. Um, they, uh, what we hear is like they breathe once in one hour or maybe like three, four hours, they breathe once. And uh, that that's, that comes with the practice. Yes, actually. that's that shaman They don't shaman's need to step. breathe that Shum's frequently breath. like we need to do. Mm -hmm. So what is that about then? Well, I, I, I personally think that that's becoming master of it. Like I was talking earlier, the, the pause between breaths is called the shaman's death or the shaman's breath. Mm -hmm. And that can be used to expand to the point where you don't really have to have a lot of oxygen. Stress in our field uses up all of our resources, and that's why when we get upset and we're, uh, after we get through the initial non-breathing, we're, <laughs> and, and, and all that, uh, using up all of our vitamins and resources. But when we can calm our mind to the place where we're not living in the delusion or the illusion, the body has nothing to resist then. And it can get into a state where it really needs very little oxygen, light, or, or food, or water. A lot of yeah. the people that were doing mm -hmm. that become breatharians or light arians where they don't even have to eat. And we can yeah. certainly master our body to that point. And I think that some of the things that we're talking about on one level are these primary things that we have to disengage from the dramas and the, the idea, these social ideas that we have to be certain people in order to even free ourselves up enough to go and explore all these lovely things, like, like being able to do that. But it's an actual fact. We see people do it. We see them walking over the coals. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, thank you for that. That's, that's a wonderful call. And I think that once we get past resistance, then we can start becoming powerful yeah. and use our breath to do whatever we that wish. That would take years to get to the point where you could take a long breath that would take even half an hour would be a totally yeah. astounding thing. But um, imagine the amount of self-mastery inherent in even the concept of breathing like that. Well, look at ohms. When you say ohm, if you really get into a deep meditation and go, Om, the you can carry it out. Sometimes I've carried out my Om. It seems like it was like a minute and a half or something. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know if it was. But I knew that it was much longer than I could do when I'm in my brain rather yes. than in my higher self. Yes. Did our caller have anything else to ask? Is she gone now? Yeah. Well, thank you. Oh, well, yeah. Thank you very much welcome. for calling. Uh, Neville said welcome not only to the show, but welcome to the country. We're really yeah. glad you're here. Yeah. And uh, do feel not free to call in with, uh, do feel free to call in with any question. That was yeah. a brilliant question yeah. and did uh, fit well, spot on with what we're talking about. I have had many lives, past lives in India. That's probably the one culture that I, that I resonate with above all others and even uh, Persian, like Iranian, I feel, I, I feel really drawn to that part of the world uh, because I've had a lot of lives there. Mm -hmm. And um, so anyway, I've had a lot of memories of some Indian past lives.
Yeah, yeah, that's very yes. good. Most people don't have much at all. That, that's a uh, the spirit version of um, when you're tracing a family line the etymology. The spirit etymology. Genealogy. Would, etymology is genealogy of your study spirit. of insects, isn't it? Depends well, some of our family members are pests, so you could be right on there. Okay, so the spiritual version of it would be taking a look at um, um, a little bit of history on your past life, so you're saying many lives in India. So that would, would be a certain form of um, lineage that you could talk about. Oh, absolutely. Egyptian and, yeah. um, I feel uh, tied very much to the Egyptian thing seems to yeah. just resonate. I, I honestly feel resonant, if, as long as we're talking about it, with every culture, every yes. I really, honest to God, I, most of the, my life, my friends have all been of every nationality mm -hmm. and uh, race and everything, and religion, because I find it very boring yeah. to be with kind of mainstream type things. Um, even Rivulet or even yeah. Brooke. <laughs> but I, I think that would be a very interesting thing, to study yeah. some of our past lives. That's why it's so As useless to dislike each other, because we've been the other person. I remember Always. Reed Brown used to say, thank you for showing me who I used to, what I used to be like, or who I used to be, what I used to be like. Yeah. And it's true. Either. Whoever you hate, it's like a, you know, yeah. thank you for, sh somebody hates you, thank you for showing me what I used to well, hate, because we no, everything um, comes back. You know, what it is that you don't like about the other person is what you don't like about you. So all you, you don't have to say a word ever. All you have to do is, is um, look at yourself strictly and then, oh, well, I don't like that. Why don't you like that? Well, that reminds me of a trait that I don't like in me. So that's why I don't like that person because they're exhibiting a trait that is obviously in me or there never would have been that chirp. There never would have been that resonance with that person. It just wouldn't have happened. So you don't have to say anything about it ever. You can just go through silently, upgrading constantly. And um, apparently the duck is coming. It's the ode to Groucho Marx, in case you don't understand. This was one of his cigars. It's ossified now. It's or it might be a, a shivalingum that's black. Yes, which you don't see anymore. You make the call. Yes, and you give me decide. A and I'll uh, light up this stogie. <laughs> but nonetheless, this concept of oh, it's it quacked. It quacked. Either that or the tape is done. Neville is quacking jokes again. Here we go. <laughs> There we okay. go. And this is David Ng, who is lowering Ng. He's, he's David Ng tonight? Yep. E okay. and G. There's an I and G. I. Intention. I feel not the power of intention, but the power of decision. Intention means you would like that to happen if everything cooperates. A decision means it's already been decided and rendered. What did you get? Enthusiasm, which I've gotten Thank a you. number of times. And enthusiasm is a very interesting concept because it's a flow of energy mm. that's unbridled by reason. That's true. Yeah, and uh, that's all we seem to do here on the planet is uh, conduct so much reason into us that we stop having any sort of feelings or joys or 
any of the rest of that. And uh, that's very true. Yeah, and we have our uh, caller here. Hi, caller. What's your name, please? Oh, my name is Judy. Hi, Judy. Judy. Okay, and um, what can we do yeah, for you? I would like a reading with Mary. Um, my boyfriend just broke up with me, and uh, I just need a reading right now. Okay. Well, you wouldn't want to be with anybody that wouldn't see who you really are anyway, right? <laughs> yeah, so it is a okay. plus. Yes, it is. Well, I think the playfulness is coming that if go. you look back over the relationship, it probably wasn't exactly what was making you feel happy that maybe you lost some of your light, your, your sprinkle, your sparkle, and, um, and that that part of you, it's like love will always find love. We will always find love. Love will always find us. No matter what, no matter how hidden it is, no matter how buried, yeah. our roots will always find it. And I think your life force is really calling you to something that is more in resonance with who you are. And so that is flowering in this. So rather than looking at he broke up with you or left you, look at it as I decided I would like more out of my life. And this is how the universe was the most loving to bring this to me mm -hmm. because if you had left maybe you would have felt guilty or bad and never really gotten on with your life also when these things happen even though it seems painful it gives us an opportunity to turn inward and love ourselves more it and is and then the final card control I think I don't I, I'm not projecting this onto your relationship if there were certain control things in there or whether just maintaining that relationship controlled you to some extent but I think this is saying don't attempt to control any kind of an outcome at this point. Just let go and let it flow. And you'll find that it'll move much faster and more directly to where it's perfect. And I'm getting that it's very important for our caller to subtract the idea that they did something wrong. Yeah, that's, that's my point too. Yeah, of like yeah. rising up and seeing that it's your decision. But you're good that you brought that up. Yeah, that's good. because none of us do anything wrong. It doesn't work that way although we are trained to believe it works that way and further we're trained to believe that if we did not do this something wrong this wouldn't have happened but that's just total delusion it's the subject good. of the show mm -hmm. yeah so you didn't do anything wrong right call them up and tell them no wait <laughs> no, no we truly. got another call and our next caller hi caller what's your name oh, my name is gloria gloria hi 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 I would like some reading from Mary, please. Okay, be most happy to. All right. Our first card here for you is the integration. And there really are two forces in life. Uh, the, when you live in a reality that, are, that is polarized and no longer one thing, it becomes these two things, which are the yin and yang, the motor driving us, the yes and the no. And I feel like you've done a lot to really pull a lot of this together. And I'm not, I, I, I don't know what country you're from, uh, but I'm assuming you are. I feel like there's a lot of family coming. And I don't know if you've been separated from your family and now a lot of the family is coming back together. And, and sometimes it can seem like, uh, or maybe that's talking about being separated from your family or, or some parts of the extended family and feeling alone or isolated. Um, and this is, to me, I feel you created that to send yourself off on an adventure so that you could figure out who you are and don't let anything hold you back, whether it's uh, opportunities or anything. 
just step past that like that child stepping out into the darkness boldly and this beautiful light comes on. But uh, with that being said, I really do feel like there's a coming together of you and somebody that you may have been separated from. It's going to be quite lovely. There, like some avenue is going to open up that you didn't see before. So just be on the lookout for it. Yeah. Well, thank you. And keep, keep yourself aligned yeah. with uh, okay. the truth of your being mm -hmm. point of our show. Hi, caller. What's your name, please? Hi, sir. I'm Minakshi. I just called. Um, yes. Hi. Welcome back. Hi. Yeah. We missed you. Um, so this was regarding my son. He's eight. And uh, uh, he was, when he was born, you know, in India, we do horoscope and all. So people said that maybe he'll be moving on the path of spirituality. Uh, we're not. Uh, he is. Uh, he doesn't meditate and all, but he's kind of like many people say he's different. Um, recently, I started saying, uh, I breathe from my navel. I don't get it what he's talking about, and, but he says that I see my navel swelling up and going back. Um, uh, he says even if I swim, I need to come out and breathe like that. I need to see that. Um, and, uh, I don't know what is it exactly. And well, I it, know, shall I take him to the doctor, or is it something related to No, no, it, it does sound like he's he's been a spiritual person in another life because that is a very sacred breath to breathe like moving your belly out instead of your lungs yeah exactly the long breath so he's born, belly breath or yeah he's born knowing the belly breath and that's what that's about and uh, what would come through the umbilicus is uh, much more than just oxygen it would be prana life force. well prana yeah absolutely the higher so he's uh, what he's done is not forgotten. I think all beings that incarnate in a human body, uh, maybe before they can speak or anything else, they've already forgotten it. But the fact that he ho holds on to it this long, so tell him that's absolutely correct, and to continue doing that, and if he feels upset about something, to remember to breathe through his navel. And other human beings, if they overhear that, won't understand but just have a word for it that means that, so you can say the a word. A lot of people pay a lot of money to learn how to do such things. Yeah, so please Do we have time do, for another call? I believe so. Hi, caller. What's, thank you for calling. Yes, thank you. Yeah, what's your name, please? Uh, Evan calling. Hey, Evan. Evan, all right, how you doing? Good to hear from you. Uh, it's nice to, nice to talk to you. I enjoy your show, and I really, and I miss, miss you. Miss uh, you, I know you too. Don't have a lot of, I know you don't have a lot of time. I was, I was going to call about a question, but since you don't have a lot of time. No, no, no. We got no. time. On, what's, what's your question? question? Um, well, I, I was wondering how you can, uh, I tend to be a negative person. And I was wondering if you could maybe give me a suggestion, maybe positive af affirmation well, writing or and yeah. maybe any suggestions and I'll just take it off the air. Sure. Thank you. thank you. One of the things that I feel is a good place to start when you feel that you're being negative is to love that negative person because that part of you is attempting to protect you from something. Like if we get pessimistic, like, oh, I won't get that job, that's a way for us not to be disappointed. So I would first accept the negativity, quote unquote, love it and say, what have you brought me? What have you come here to teach me? How, what love am I hiding from myself? And then after you ask that and get the answer, then it's time to start your affirmations. and. Um, sometimes it's because we're afraid to be happy, that, if, that maybe there was a time in our past that we were really happy and, and someone died and was taken from us or, or somebody yeah. picked on us when we, at a time when we were really relaxed and open. It's usually a fear of happiness 
or the, the sadness is bringing us safety of some sort. And I can guarantee you, if you look at those two things, you don't have to even say an affirmation because then. Yeah, I've heard you recommend that you just open your mind to the idea that this could change. That's a very mm -hmm. important part of it. Mm -hmm. He was asking for an affirmation. So starting with it is possible for me to change would be a very good place to uh, begin affirmation-wise. Yep, that's a good one. Yeah, it's possible for me to change. Uh, Evan, I, if you get the chance, join us at Ruby Tuesdays. And pardon me, and thank you for calling. And mm -hmm. hi, caller. What's your name, please? This hi. is Liana. Liana, hi. hi. Yeah, hi. hi. Uh, thank you for your show. Okay. I really oh, like you're it. Welcome. And I would like to have a reading from Mary, please. Okay, mm -hmm. be most happy to. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, well, the first card, the isolation card, can also talk about you know, like an ending to one thing or whatever. But sometimes when we have emotion and we don't know what to do with it, it's like water. The only way it can have a boundary is to freeze. But yet we're not really happy that way. So it's saying that there may have been a time where there was something where you had to put up a boundary or a wall or something. And now's the time to let those rainbow tears of passion melt away. The fighting card is actually validating or, or, or backing that up we have all these things that we fight. All fights are really fights with ourselves, even though it looks like it's with other people. But sometimes at the end of that fighting period, there comes a time of healing, but we're not really taught how to step into that, how to say, okay, yes, we were mad and that was important at the time, but now that's over, let's set that aside. And whether that's with yourself or with someone else, I feel like now's a time of great healing where you're taking that down. And look at this beautiful story the cards are telling stepping into this place of great harmony, whether that's with you and a decision you made out of in the past or if it's with another person, you're stepping into this beautiful time where head and heart are really matching up. And, and it's a feeling of lib liberation. You know how when our kids grow up and move away or we get mm -hmm. some kind of freedom, I feel like that's coming. Yeah, I'm definitely getting a feeling she's moving into a very positive yeah, time in life. I know that's what the cards are saying, but I'm another okay. source getting the idea that things are about to open mm -hmm. up Absolutely. and it was the blue and red uh, was coming into her life I don't know why that blue and red yeah the harmony yeah. card is this lovely color of blue blue yeah for sure. reds passion mm -hmm. yeah so we are shortly to be at Rolliar Ruby Tuesdays but we also Fairfax have Circle. this Saturday coming up opening of the third eye ceremony people have been asking us about that for about a year so I wanted to that. let people know it's on Saturday mm -hmm. and um, what time? And the psychic development series is starting up again too. It is at from one to five. Okay. But it's on the web. So please. So join Ruby us. Tuesdays, that uh, what else? else? You're gonna be doing palmistry this month. Okay. Uh, this month being April. Oh yeah. <laughs> Next month. Next month. Well yes. that's April either way. I, I Whether don't it's live this, this month time or next much. month. Yeah, stuff like that. So come Great. join us if you have no other plans at the moment, and it is indeed Thursday night, other than this being the 7.30 in the morning rerun, because we just won't or be there. Or 10.30 at night on Saturday night at re Yeah, it has to be Thursday Yeah, night. and please tell your friends about the show. This is an all-volunteer thing that we do. The crew, all of us are just volunteer, and um, we don't have a marketing budget. So if you could pass the link, telepathictv.com around, it would be so, uh, we'd be grateful. Please spread the word. 
Yeah. Because we talk about real life stuff here. And we do. And, and you can pick up a phone and talk directly to us, which is not for what free. you can get on and most. And I don't have yeah. to put an asterisk in it. It's our joy and honor to take you to the door. Thank you very much.